when ChatGPT first launched, all eyes were on China and what the big technology companies in China were going to do to respond to this. There was a lot of, you know, talk from Alibaba Holding Group um, and from Baidu, who's kind of like the Google of China, um, from SenseTime Group, who is a facial recognition pioneer um, based out of Hong Kong. And it's kind of interesting because we've had a few months to gauge exactly what's happening. So on the podcast today, I'm going to be talking about what is happening in AI in China right now, uh, what we're seeing from the last few months, how the government there is responding, how the big tech companies um, have been responding to the situation, and what we can look to see in the future. So let's break it down. The first thing I'd want to say is that um, the, the three main players, like I mentioned, are Alibaba, Baidu, and SenseTime. Um, but also there's a couple other big companies, and that is ByteDance, um, who is the owner of TikTok and a lot of other uh, Chinese technology companies. And so I think the biggest thing to know about all of this um, is that the Beijing government essentially recently just laid out uh, draft regulations, you could say, which essentially gives AI developers a green light to develop AI technology um, just so long as everything that they produce, the results from their large language models are three things. Number one, truthful number two, accurate, and number three, objective. This is going to be a, a pretty big, difficult uh, task, I, I would say, because even OpenAI is obviously having issues with all of those three things. Um, and then you have to keep in mind that in China, this is a whole nother level of, you know, what is truthful, obviously what the government would deem as truthful, what is accurate, what the government deems as accurate, and what is objective, which is obviously going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a bit of a tricky thing. So, um, definitely these large technology companies in China have a, a few different things going against them. Number one being the government, uh, its regulation, and trying to dance around that situation. I mean, I think that they're probably already, uh, they've, they're all happy that they have the green light to go and develop this, but they definitely have stipulations that I believe are going to hold them back and make their technology um, not very relevant outside of China, but because the Chinese government has banned technology like Google Bard and ChatGPT, um, OpenAI, and a lot of all of the American AI companies, they do have time and space to kind of keep up. So it is interesting because um, the stock prices of these companies, uh, initially, um, I believe that Baidu had one called ErnieBot, so Baidu is like the Google competitor, and they're it really overwhelmed the market, underwhelmed the markets. It wasn't a super great bot. And so their company shares went, have been down 6% since March. And you can contrast that to Google, who had their big AI day yesterday, and their stock is up over $150 billion um, since debuting AI day and showing all of the new advancements in AI. Obviously, an area that in America is largely completely unregulated, so they can um, integrate and create these tools at whatever speed they want. And I mean, that being said, I, I do believe there's a lot of self-regulation. Google is a company that um, is obviously focused on its profits. It's not going to release something that's going to damage its brand. So they put a lot more research, a lot more work into making sure that um, their AI was, you know, as good as it could get. That being said, you know, Google is definitely, uh, Google Bard is definitely not perfectly, um, doesn't always have perfect facts. Uh, ChatGPT definitely, definitely doesn't always have perfect facts. And I think the the fact that, you know, they can label these things as experimental or under research or beta allows them to be able to release them, gather data and improve them. And this is unfortunate that China is not going to have the ability to um, really do that. 
So in China, because the U.S. stocks have been blocked, um, retail investors have really gone wild for any domestically listed Chinese AI stocks or any stocks that even have like a small hint of having AI in them. So one called Cambercon Technologies, um, its shares have more than tripled this year um, because of that. And so I think the pros in America are largely staying away. And so the leading companies are the ones who essentially can just afford to be successful in AI, afford to put up with the government uh, regulation and all of that. So I would say despite Baidu's, um, you know, bad, uh, bad news with Baidu's Ernie bot, they still have a lot of first mover advantage in China. And I think that um, they've been investing in AI for over a decade at this point, and they have hundreds of PhDs in their company that are currently that is currently working on this. So it's obviously been a big focus for them for a long time. This is something I tell people a lot, right? It's not like all of a sudden AI, you know, broke into the scenes. AI, like th this company has been invested in them for 10 years. AI is something that's been around for a long time. Facebook has been using um, AI to help with their homepage algorithm since 2006. So it's nothing new, um, but it's definitely with the advent of ChatGPT, super buzzy, super hyped up and, and very talked about at the moment. So I, another area that I believe is going to be a challenge for China is in the semiconductor industry. So at the moment, um, the U.S. has blocked uh, the NVIDIA's A100 chip from being shipped to China. The sales were banned by Washington. Um, and so NVIDIA substituted that with the A800, which is about a third slower. Um, still, a, still a good chip, I would say, but... It definitely is a very real challenge that China's not able to get as fast or as powerful microchips. Um, they have some, you know, Chinese versions that are not quite as good. And uh, it's going to be interesting to, to see how that plays out as they're trying to kind of fight against government regulation and chips. I would say, though, that the, the competition in China is still pretty tough. So Tencent Holdings, which dominates Chinese social media and, and online gaming, and then also uh, ByteDance, which owns TikTok, are expected to um, really put up a fight in the artificial intelligence arena um, because they have massive data sets. So if you can just imagine all of the content and all of the information that ByteDance has from TikTok, right, they can pull in um, American consumers' data. They can pull in data from all around the world, all different languages. They can put transcripts on their videos and then they have tons and tons of data on every single topic and what people are saying in every single area. Um, and I think that that alone is enough data to make a very substantial uh, competitor to OpenAI and ChatGPT. And I'll be also interested to see if Facebook comes out with anything um, in the near future that is consumer-based based off of their massive trove of information and data they have on customers on their platform. So I think that um, it's obviously going to be these first-tier players that have already broken in and are, are rather large that are going to be the winners they're the only ones that can really put up with, uh, you know, fighting with the government of Beijing and and doing all of uh, what their, you know, all of their stipulations. But I do think that this push for AI right now is kind of, uh, you know, a rehabilitation effort by the Chinese government uh, for China's big tech industry, which essentially has been in the regulatory doghouse for at least two years now. Um, you'll see. Um, large companies like Alibaba had their CEO. He just disappeared for a couple months and then he came back and said he was just a painter um, after he criticized the Chinese banking system. So um, Chinese government has been keeping close wraps on 
um, big tech and on you know the the leaders of those industries and has really been keeping them under their thumb for the last couple of years. And now they've kind of like extended the olive branch and said, you're allowed to, you know, we blocked all AI from coming into China, but you're allowed to pursue it as long as you follow um, our rules and evidently have just as strict of censorship and regulations as the Chinese government currently has on the internet. So I think that the new regulations definitely make this harder. Um, and the, the difference is that in the US, you know, models, they can, these AI models, they can learn, they can they can um, be released. People can argue one way or another over how the best way to train them or to fine tune them or to get them to be more um, accurate. And if we need to make them more accurate, right? There's a whole debate going on. But in China, that's not going to be the model. The model is going to be um, strong regulation and the companies are going to be liable if their chatbots produce answers that officials consider wrong. Um, so this definitely is going to slow down the releases. They're going to have to really, really carefully test their products. Um, and I think that it's going to be pretty difficult because they also have um, to keep an eye on what's happening in Washington, in the U.S., um, and how the regulations here are going because inevitably they're going to want to uh, follow those. Um, and so I think it definitely is a very challenging landscape that these companies have at the moment. And I also think that... Um, there was a recent uh, there was a recent industry professional who um, it was uh, Patel who estimated that there is about two years at most that Chinese companies are off or behind OpenAI. So he thinks that Beidou's product is not as good as ChatGPT, but it's pretty good. Um, so I would say two years is a pretty long time in tech. So as far as placing your bets on uh, which tech giant is gonna win. I think that we'll have to give that a year or so to see uh, what the main difference is between these Chinese AIs and the American ones are um, and to see just how badly um, they're either lagging or if they find a way to miraculously uh, catch up by, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people will say they're going to steal data and clone chat GPT and get their source code. But I mean, who knows, right? Anyways, I'd love to hear your opinion. So make sure to join our um, our chat GPT community on Facebook. Let me know what you think about this. Let me know if you would use a AI chatbot out of China and we will continue to follow, follow this into the future. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode, breaking down how AI is impacting your industry. Today's episode is sponsored by AIbox, a no-code AI app builder and marketplace, which just launched a crowdfunding campaign. If you are interested in investing in a new AI startup, you can go to republic.com slash AI box. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well to learn more. The minimum investment is $150 and the maximum investment is $100,000. Until next time, have a fantastic day.